Welcome to No Compromises, a peek into the mind of two old web devs who have seen some things. This is Joel. And this is Aaron. Yesterday we were chatting on Slack about uh, some questions, philosophical questions I had about factories. And um, I thought, you know what, before we argue too long over Slack, Maybe maybe this would be a good podcast topic. So I'll I'll set it up a little bit to get everybody up to speed. The question I asked was something like, should you allow a factory to create a model that could not be created through the application? And and what I mean by that is if if there's business logic, like validation logic in place that says if field X is present, field Y must also be present, um, it's not enforced in the database. So like, yes, you literally can create it, but like, should you, should you allow a factory state that um, is something that just really doesn't represent what would ever be created in the app? And you said, Aaron? Well, I can <laughs> tell you, first of all, whenever you come to me on a Sunday night and philosophic <laughs> and say, here's a philosophical question, yeah. I immediately was defensive because I'm like, I know Joel doesn't ask philosophical questions on a, no. on a Sunday night. It's usually I'm asking this question, but really it's a concrete question because I'm working on a project. And if I answer the wrong way, Joel will do a bunch of code and I have to review it the next day. No, so I'm setting already... you up so that when you get the code review, like the pull request on Monday, <laughs> you're like, you've already answered it and you can't change your mind at that point. Yeah, I was already defensive. I'm like, ah, I don't know. I don't. Um, well, first of all, I took the question. I mean, like, should a factory create another model? So like if you're creating um, oh. uh, like a company and all companies have users or something mm -hmm. should have created a user to go with it but yeah. but what you're saying too makes sense like if if it's there's a number of different fields that may depend on each other but they can't be enforced in the database because there's a number of different states so no particular state is the right state yep um should the model be able to be created in a way that is different from what our validation says so before I go and answer that, I'll tell you what I think the most dangerous um, phrase that a programmer can ever utter, utter is. Okay. That'll never happen. That will never happen. Okay. So you're saying what? How, so, apply that so, to this context. Yeah. So that that's that's kind of where my mind goes right away with this whole idea of like, well, should, should we allow um, the factory to create something in a state that would never happen? Mm -hmm. And... Um, that, that's kind of how I go in there. I'm like, yeah, well, it won't happen now, or it won't happen if you haven't had any bugs, or all these different things. And so I tend to lean towards the side of allowing factories to create models in states that could never happen, just to see what would happen to my code when there's things that should never happen. Because okay. when things should never happen, I should really be handling those um, in a somewhat graceful way and not just 500 all over the place, if I can help Yeah. You. Yeah, I mean, you you could end up with like really super defensive code base, which isn't always great either, right? Like, True. like if 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 you're saying, I'll give you a concrete example. If this particular event always has to be at a venue, unless in this one weird case it doesn't, you know, like like just always having to check for that, I think could could end up being kind of messy. But I, I also get your point. And well, I mean, <laughs> that's what I that's what I tell um, the business people we work with, and they say, well, mm -hmm. that'll never happen. I'm like. If it happens once, I have to code for it. True. So, yeah. I mean, that's that your example there. It'd be more, I, I think the example is more so like, can I ever enter an address without a state, for example? Or, mm. you know, like, um, well, all addresses have states or whatever your locality, you know, the things yeah. that support your 
your your more um, higher level um, addressing. Uh, uh, is, is that, you know, is that field required? Well, maybe it's not a, you know, a required field or something because it's nullable and all those different. So I think right. there's something in there that I kind of like to kind of triggers me. Now I, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll argue with myself here real quick. I Please. haven't given my, I haven't given my answer yet on what I, I do. I just I'm say, well aware of that. Aaron. Yes. <laughs> I just say there's, there's <laughs> this thing I consider. Okay. So well, before I, before I answer, I want to yeah. know what the right answer is. So you answer for well, I can tell you like where my head was going when I asked the yeah. question, and uh, it really had to do with I, I was writing tests for something, and the tests were failing as I was like building it out. I'm like, that that's weird. Why is this failing? And the way it was failing was it was looking for a relationship that should always be there. So in this case, I'll, I'll just build upon the example just to make it a little more concrete. If there's an event, it always has a venue unless it's the the event is set to private. Right. So that our events have two visibilities, public or private, and um, it has to be one of those. And so it's like, well, when it's public, it has there has to be a venue relationship, venue ID. And when it's private, there's not because it's in somebody's house or something. Right. And so um, I was I was getting an error because something the, the test I was writing is that, well, private events should never show up in this context. Well, and they were. But it was thrown to 500 because it was trying to get a venue off of something that didn't exist. And so it just got me thinking, like. I, I went I like reflexively went to the factory and like, okay, well I'll create a state called private event that doesn't have it. And then I'll update the other state called public event to make sure it does have it. But then I'm like, there's a lot of stuff in here that we're not accounting for, right? There's a lot of other um, subtle, if you will, business rules that are only enforced at the application layer that do affect what fields are on the model. And, and that's where I'm like, Oh man, should I do all of this to make it like only reflect what could be created currently through the UI. And just as an aside, like I get your point about um, business rules changing. And so I'm I'm kind of like putting that off to the side because I think that's a separate discussion. Mm -hmm. You know, not like, oh, this will never happen because we just don't think it will happen. And then somebody will need it to happen. That That's a reality. I get that. But in this case, like we know what the business rules currently are. Should the factory states line up with those different sets of business rules? And well, I, I think, uh, yes, I think, yes, I think it would be in a perfect world that the answer is yes. Well, I, I will say I, I agree with just the phrase that you just said, but I don't agree with what, what you think you said. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Please explain me to myself. Um, well, you just said, should the factory states line up with whatever? And I, I think that makes sense. Like, I want to have states that line up with the business rules, things that would have happened if it's private, mm -hmm. it has this, if it's a public state it might have this you know with this okay. with this you know the sort of um state method you can call in a factory but not um, the default state that's where yeah you're... the the d default is i want you know only the things that are required to actually write the model um and, required and the reason, as a database yeah yeah um and the reason is um i mean it's bit me a couple of times where i set the default values for something and it just wasn't what i expected it was mm -hmm. or someone else made the default thing and they're like well i always default is always private like why would why, why would you have private as default when there's like you know one out of ten is private the rest are public why oh, would you have public right. you know and they're yeah. like well private is a, private is the least amount of work required to build mm. it so maybe that should be the default and you know so you can get to that sort of thing oh, so yeah. i i and there's something that you um shared with me once which was sometimes on those default um states that are mm -hmm. something that reflects something you might make a state um method on the factory that does nothing and you just might say so so that it's mm -hmm. more readable just to name it yeah 
Yeah. So um, I, I, I kind of follow that whole process. So um, there, there's this, there's this part of me and I think this is kind of a side aside, but it's, it's, I think it's important for all developers to think about. I think this is what my opinion is. Okay. But I'm not willing to die on that hill as we always mm-hmm. say. Yeah. Um, and ever, the more I explain it to you, the more I'm unsure if I'm right, but I still think I'm right. You know, but I'm, I'm, I'm willing to be wrong. Well, that, that's very honest of you, Aaron. I appreciate you uh, sharing that. But I, I think what you just said kind of um, crystallized it for me, which is the default state should do as little work as possible. And, and reason being, especially with relationships, you know, there's times where you need like 20 of a model and you really you're truly never going to use the related value so why spin up all those additional it it's a little bit of a micro optimization but you know what i've never complained about my tests being too fast so um (laughs) i I still like that you know that that mindset we have the default should be the bare minimum fields to allow it to persist to the database but then the named states yeah like if you're calling something a public show it really should have all the things that in the application would represent a public show. So if that means it has to have a venue, then that state should have a venue. And so um, I like that. I think it's kind of like the best of both worlds. Yeah, I'm glad I thought of it. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Last night I went out to eat at a restaurant, which um, may not sound very notable, but when you have four kids like I do, it doesn't happen a lot. <laughs> so, uh, and, and I should clarify, it was just me and my wife. It wasn't not all six of us. Oh. And so anyways, um, I'm looking at the menu and I, I think I'm a reasonably adventurous eater. Like I'll, I'll try a bunch of different things. I wouldn't go so far as to say I'm a foodie, but uh, I do, I do like different things. And so I'm, I guess what I'm saying is, like unusual ingredients or things wouldn't throw me off. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking at the menu and I'm just noticing um, nothing can just be like a normal ingredient, right? So it's not like the, the on the menu they had Brussels sprouts and it had uh, it came with a, a green chili crema and uh, roasted papitas and um, like all this stuff, uh, pepper do peppers. And I'm like, I don't like having to Google what things are when I'm deciding whether to eat it. But it's like, like the pepitas, I knew those were pumpkin seeds, but like, why don't you just say pumpkin seeds? Like, you know what I'm saying? And this was not like a four-star restaurant. This was just kind of like a normal restaurant. And it was trying to make the name of what they are. Yeah, I know. But like, you can, you can get like pepidou peppers. Like they could just say they're like red peppers. Cause that's what it is. You know, and I had to look it up, but it's like a particular brand that's kind of pickled and it's, in a jar and it comes with a certain sauce and yeah, so. they're describing, they're describing the type it is. That's like, if you said, well, it has apples and someone's like, well, it's a granny Smith apple. You're like, Oh, so it's going to be sweet tart and make me hate myself. Gotcha. <laughs> you know, well, that's, I'm just saying they're just okay. describing the type of thing. So, you know, when you said, yeah, the, the type of peppers, well, yeah. if you said red peppers, I'm assuming like raw bell peppers that are red, not some pickled ones. So, you know, maybe I don't like pickled stuff. I'm like, oh, I hate vinegar or <laughs> or whatever, you know? So I, I I don't think you should be so cranky, you old man. So you're, you're, you're defending this and you're saying they're actually giving me more information and I should just live with the fact that I'm not going to recognize every ingredient and I'll either roll the dice and eat it and order it and eat it and see what it is. 
or I'll have to like get out my phone and like, what is this? And look it up. It's not their fault that you don't know things like <sighs> adjectives. <laughs> Not adjectives. It's just like, I it like here. Here's what maybe this says more well, about no. Me it'd be like okay. So I got if someone says oh I got a, a a new car, you'd be like oh cool. No, you'd be like no, oh what kind. It's not. Oh, I no, got a, it'd I got be a, like I got a Toyota. Oh it, no, it'd well, be like when you told uh, well, what is a Toyota? I have to look up what Toyota no. is. I didn't even know what a Toyota. Like that's the same thing. No, it'd be like if I'm shopping for a car and they tell me like what brand of cattle the leather seats are made from. It's like yes, that is imparting more information, but is it really relevant? And like if it's if especially if it's a non-common term, like just tell me what it is, and then if you want to also add on details, fine. Not common to you, but you went to a place that specializes in food, so those are common things to them. Okay, all right. So you're you're in the side of a big menu. I get it. That's fine. <laughs> we put a lot of work into these podcasts, believe it or not, and we appreciate that you're listening. And we hope that other programmers have a chance to listen too. Perhaps you can share us on Twitter. If you'd like to direct them to our site, it's show.nocompromises.io. And we support all the podcast players in the world. 